Welcome to the Bling Bong Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and in today's episode, I will be discussing even where I got the idea to name this podcast for, for the episode is titled Kevin's Problem or Porno for Pyro. Now, the following episode is for listeners that are 18 and older and has explicit content. So please, if you are under 18, please do not listen to this episode of the Bling Bong Podcast. Thank you. This episode is titled Kevin's Problem or Porno for Pyro, aired on October 8, 1999 on, on the WB. Directed by Trisha Garcia, written by J. David Stem and David N. Wise. You have Kevin blimbwanning while doing schoolwork to keep him focused on doing schoolwork, and this scene is great right off the bat. Kevin gets his introduction of, of a porno magazine from Andy just based on a subscript of an article of naked deep sea diving off of Yucatan. Jim comes back from Japan with some souvenirs, especially an anus bar. And for Andy, Kuraisu hot pants. Spicy pants. Now, these don't actually exist, but the writers thought it was something they could see bizarrely popular around that time. So these don't exist yet. Kevin gets a call from George. By the way, missed opportunity to not have Scott Manville voice Aquaman, but he did eventually got to voice Robin for Teen Titans. Kevin's at the store, filling in for George and Wally trying to ask for condoms in front of Kevin was funny. I appreciate the detail they have animation-wise and storytelling-wise. Grabbing the condoms accidentally knock over the, the adult magazine and revealed half the centerfold. And we get Griffo and Sea Dog in the store. I, I appreciate with all three of them kind of have an understanding of don't get in my way and I won't get in, get in yours. When Kevin explained about where the comics are at. The wind blows half the centerfold unfolds and Kevin goes to the restroom to have his private time. Griffo and Sea Dog thinks... He left, so they shopped with Griffo, wanted to go number one, went to the restroom and saw Kevin being satisfied with a magazine. Griffo freaks out and says, He didn't go home! He's banking in there! He's indecent! Knocks over a liquor shelf, blocking the restroom door, and the boys break the glass door and run out. Kevin hears the alarm and freaks out, tries to shove down the toilet, Shoves down the magazine down the toilet and then tries to set on fire, which had me thinking, why not just toss it outside the door? The, op- the opening would be enough to slide through. Yeah, they would have found his fingerprints, but at least it wouldn't be the scenario he would be in now. Fire gets on TP, sets near alcohol to cause fire worse, and Kevin faints to wake up to Lay saying, Come to the light. The light is like... And to be honest, I bursted out laughing when she looked at the clipboard. Like getting to Yale University. And Kevin was getting ready to come to the light and the ground collapses and he's back on Earth. Now this is where the episode balances out a morality problem. It's a mix of sexuality, justice, and hypocrisy. And even a little bit of the corruption of the educational system as well. Jim keeps on wearing spicy pants till it catches on with everyone else. The timing of comedy in this episode is great. 
The message is more important than ever in the in this present time. Let me talk to you about a few key points. So Wally and Gus were talking about David Niven and Broderick Crawford. David Niven, or a.k.a. James David Grant Niven, is an Oscar-winning actor for his role in the 1958 movie, Separate Tables, and he came from Great Britain. He was also in some other well-known movies, including some of the Peter Sellers, Pink Panther movies, and even Bedtime Story, according to IMDb. And Broderick Crawford is an actor well-known for his Oscar-winning role as Willie Stark in All the King's Men, and also Chief Dan Matthews on the syndicated TV series, Highway Patrol 1955, according to IMDb. It's interesting to see the treatment with Kevin, especially getting an award of Student of the Month just because he got attacked. It's funny that the principal held the box of of zit cream upside down. The way the teacher with a green suit responds, he's a hero because he got attacked. Keep up the great work, Kevin. Andy is feeling left out because everyone is wearing the spicy hot pants. Kevin notices the teacher celebrating Griffon Seadog being sentenced 25 years to life in prison. Griffon Seadog are taking the blame of setting fire to the store and plus attempted murder. It's interesting on how the adults see with the story people look thuggish, thereby they must have been the one to do it. They robbed the store, what would stop them from there? And how, and unfortunately, jumping to accusations before getting the whole story of what happened. And especially during these times as well, especially with the arson investigator, the store owner, and teacher staff. To be honest, the guidance counselor freaked me out because... There are, unfortunately, some people out there similar to that. Just because a terrible person didn't do exactly that. But hey, if it gets them off my back and no longer my problem, so be it. And even taking advantage of his power of authority with Kevin by telling him, it's best not for you to tell the story, the truth, basically. This is better this way, and if you tell, I might be confused and say, you defecated my cabinet. Andy is outraged by Kevin, though Kevin finally tells the truth, but Andy is outraged by Kevin because he didn't say anything at all, that it was him that caused the fire to burn down the store, and Andy realizing that Kevin is ashamed that he is doing antics similar to Andy. We are in court and Kevin finally reports out the truth. Everyone is making fun of him. And Andy steps up with wearing spicy pants and stands up for his brother. And his speech is the highlight of this episode. And the difference makers and the difference maker of why this is a memorable moment in Mission Hill. Andy realizes that he's no longer in the crowd. In the in-crowd, he's everyone else wearing spicy pants. And also, in continuation, Griffo and Sea Dog will, whenever they meet Kevin, now and then they will bring up and give some nicknames to Kevin based on this situation, based on 
what happened in this episode. There is actually continuity, and Griffo and Cedar will be mentioning about what Kevin did. And that should do it for this episode of the Boing Bong Podcast. And thank you all for listening to all you Boing Bonger hearers out there and casual listeners. And next time, we'll be facing the world, the real world, in the episode Andy vs. the Real World, or in the writer's room, it's known as or the big-ass Viacom lawsuit. Thank you all for listening to the Bling Blom podcast. I really appreciate all you Bling Blom hearers out there, and if you have any uh, topics with Mission Hill that you recommend me uh, talk about, please con- please contact Podcast at gmail.com, especially uh, the topic of out of all the episodes that went unaired, which one did you wish were aired and were even animated? Because there were a couple of episodes that I would have really enjoyed seeing animated. I would really enjoy all of them to be animated, but there are some that I felt were necessary that should have been animated at least. And if you want to contact me, social media, uh, Instagram, uh, sportsbooth32, and please give me a review, uh, whether on Podchaser or if somehow you can find a way to put a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic as well. Because that way I can improve to be better with the boing bong podcast also if you enjoyed listening to that episode of the boom bomb podcast i have a couple of other podcasts that you can listen to i have be dribbling over and industry horror coffin cast thank you all for listening and so long till next time on mission hill for the boom bomb podcast